Hey, magic makers, are you ready to enjoy your favorite cocktails without ruining your weight loss goals? Well, I have the perfect guide for you. It's the Guilt-Free Alcohol Guide, and I've created it to help teach you how to indulge in your favorite drinks while still maintaining your health goals. You'll be able to follow this guide and stick with your goals without giving up the things that make life worth living. With this guide, you'll be able to indulge in all of your favorite drinks guilt-free. You'll learn which cocktails are best for you and how to make them without sacrificing your goals, indulge in a drink or two and still reach your weight loss goals. And it's possible by using this guide. So in my bio, make sure you download the guilt-free alcohol guide. It's free and it helps women over 40 like you who want to enjoy their cocktails while still reaching their fitness goals. Enjoy my friends. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, I had the opportunity to interview Dr. Tamara Beckford today. She was absolutely fantabulous. If you're someone who finds themselves struggling to make time for themselves and you are wearing the busy badge, then you will want to tune in for today's episode. Dr. Beckford and I talked through the five B's of self-care. She herself has overcome that busy. She is an ER doc and she created all of this space and zen for herself during the pandemic, right? She, you know, her medical director at the time said, you know, a lot of your colleagues are just burning out and they're just feeling overwhelmed and you just seem to be surviving and thriving in this environment. And he was like, what have you been doing? And that was kind of her light bulb. She's like, oh, what have I been doing? And we talked about all the steps that she has taken. And let me just tell you, girlfriends, it is not going to be this complicated 20-step morning and evening routine. <laughs> Trust me. She talks a lot about mind over mattress, which I think is just absolutely fabulous. And talks about how do we start to take inventory of our time so we can start to create our sanctuaries, so that we can create our center of zen. And, you know, how do we build ourselves up so that we are no longer lost in the shuffle of life and getting caught up in being quote unquote, busy. All right. I'm going to get, I'm giving away too much. So have a listen. And, you know, if you like this podcast, share with your friends, subscribe and listen up. Thanks so much. I appreciate you more than you know. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing, and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. Okay, ladies, this is a topic that I think I'm probably going to have like 4 million podcasts on because it is something that I just see keep bumping up over and over and over again. And of course, when I see a topic coming up, up over and over again, I'm like, I got to find an expert. So today we are on the line with Dr. Tamara Beckworth, Beckforth, sorry about that, Beckforth. And then we are talking about how do we make time for ourselves? You know, we are also in the busy, I think busy, uh, and Tamara, you can talk to this as well. Like how many times have you had a conversation with someone and you're like, hey, how's it going? And what's the first thing they say? 
girl, I'm just busy. <laughs> right. Like busy is like a Girl Scout merit badge. That yes. Ever, <laughs> that everyone has earned. Well, mm-hmm. let's just say, how do we unearn that, that, that busy card, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to bring her on because this is what she does. She's a medical doctor and, you know, you can go into it, but like, why did you start down this path? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I love that you started with the the busy badge. Yes. We do walk around with it as, you know, a badge of honor, you know, because if I can tell you that I'm busy, I'm so super important. I just don't have time for you right now. I really yes. like you. But so, you know, as I, you know, introduce myself to your audience, I'm Dr. Tamara Beckford. So I'm an ER doctor, wife, you know, a mother of two young boys, uh, um, you know, one's three it's gonna be four soon can't tell oh them that goodness. he's not four yet you know and the other one just turned six so during the pandemic there are a lot of things that you know really if there's anything that the pandemic did it really brought to light like what's important mm-hmm. and you know what you can really just kind of do it at it's not that important at this time and during that phase I started to look and realize that like hey um you know I've had this time when there's like a lot of guilt. Um, there are a lot of things we've seen. Um, a lot of our colleagues, I was looking around and I see a lot of my colleagues are not doing oh, so gosh. well. Yeah. Yes. You know, a lot of, I mean, burnout was one thing, but mm. burnout and thinking that you're going to die. That's like totally different. Yes. You know what I mean? So um, one of the things that I started to do is that I started working on self, but I didn't realize how much I was working on self, mm. working on my mind and my time. And, you know, and then during that time, I was like one of the happiest moments emotionally of my life, which is weird because you're like, well, you're an ER doc. Now, yes, it was a lot of despair around me, but emotionally, I'm like, this was one of the happiest times. So what was it that I did? And mm. I realized that I was taking care of me. Yeah. <laughs> I started because I realized that I had to take care of myself in order for all the other duties that I had in my life to fall into place. Now, before that, I was just taking care of everyone else Mm -hmm. and just doing things as it came along. Something got thrown at me, just handle it, handle it, handle it. And you know what happens when you start handling all these things? Yeah. You busy. Yes. You know, it's it's so funny. And I want to take a step back because you know, we all remember, it's in our, it's so close in our memory. We all remember what the medical profession was going through at the height of the pandemic. You were just like, we have no idea what this is. People are coming to us and being like, help me. And you're just like, I wish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were, you know, I've had friends in the medical, they're like, I would come home and cry. Could you just Mm -hmm. like, you did not see a happy day. Like there was yeah. no, there was not a happy day for months on end. And I find it so refreshing that, that, you know, for a lot of people, COVID was a tonic turning point of like, mm-hmm. just looking in and you're like, you know what, I have to look in because mm-hmm. what, when you looked out, like, you're like, I ain't seen a lot. <laughs> that No. And, and how do you cope consistently? Yeah. And then you have to be there. That's the thing. Like, you know, yes. so with the position that I'm in, and even though like my position is one of an emergency um, physician, but also I have other hats. Like, you know, like I said, I'm a mother. And right. during the pandemic, my now, you know, three going on four-year-old bossy gentleman was only, <laughs> <laughs> he was only a year and a half. Right. You know? And he had just a few months later had been hospitalized for respiratory or breathing issues, like, you know, overnight. So can you imagine now this virus that's taking people out right. because of breathing related things and you have your one-year-old and you're just like whoa so I think that this was the way that my body said you know what we're going to get through this but we're not going to break we're going to build and yeah. what is it that you build so you work on and like you said from the inside out because you're building not just resilience but you're building it for not just now but for the future Right. And I know that we you talk about this a lot on your podcast about like the changes that you're making. You're not just going to do wham, bam. All right. I'm about to knock this out. And like right. your body's going to just say automatically like, mm. OK, I'm just going to adjust. Yeah. I like this 30 days. I'm just I've been waiting like this for forever. you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it, it required working 
a step at a time. Mm. And then by the time I got to the point that I've built this resilience, I looked back and I realized like, wow, I did this by working from the inside out. Right. And now did you, did you make a conscious choice or did like one day you just kind of started doing these steps and you're like, hang on, wait, I got something here. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) That was it. Because I, there are certain things that I, you know, I started to just hang around. And this is what I talk about, like in my whole self-care, you know, alignment of mind, body, and spirit. And the alignment, I recognized that looking back. So it was a retrospective analysis of my um, last few years. And Mm. I realized, wow, I really started to align my mind, my body, and my spirit. And I feel like, you know, that itself is self-care. So during the time, no, I didn't go around and said, okay, I'm going to start aligning my mind myself. You know, I started really by one I blocked out a lot of the excess noise. So the things that I needed, I, you know, looked at what I needed, but things that were just excess noise and being bombarded by gloom and by do like, you know, doom and gloom consistently, I knocked that out. So Mm. when I say that, I know a lot of people, you know, this is not to take out of context and say like, well, the ER doctor didn't care about the patients. No, 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 no. I cared. And in order for me to keep all of that, I, when I left home, I did not have myself being bombarded by consistent statistics, by consistent conversations, but you know, all of that, I kept it in the area where it needed, which is right. Yeah. You know, because when I come home, I need an area of peace and I needed to be able to recharge. And trust me, that had me, um, in the long run, it helped me out tremendously to the point that even my medical um, director at the time, he said, you know, this is like maybe like a year or going into the second year. He said, boy, you know, you're faring out better than some of your colleagues. Like, what is it that you're doing? And that's when I knew. I'm like, yeah, yeah I got and people were like, well, how is it that you're so consistently um you know, Zen. <laughs> One of my colleagues right. said, like, you yeah, are yeah. truly Zen. You must be practicing what you preach. And I'm like, I am. Yeah. You know? And I want to go back to I want to go back to that because it's like so many of us, you probably felt like there's a lot here. There is a mm-hmm. lot here. You felt heavy. And you were like, you know what? I'm I just have to do something. You're like you just you knew how to do something. And I think so many women wait for the like the perfect, like, oh, I'm going to read this book and it's going to tell me what to do, or I'm going to scroll through whatever. And I'm just going to find this, like, you know, magic box of what to do. Mm -hmm. And you just were like, you know what? I just have to say, you know what? I closed the door to my car and works there and I'm, I'm heading home. And Mm -hmm. I, as simple as that is, Mm -hmm. that could be the first step for a lot of people listening right here. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you really sit and take um, inventory of your life and especially your daily life, Mm. right, as you're moving and you're going along, what are some of the excess baggage that you are bringing home that you really don't need to bring home, right? When you step through that door, what is it that you want your home to feel like, what is this? Is this your sanctuary? Is this your place of um, Zen or is it a place for you to bring home whatever it is from your day and dump it there? Now, when I say this, this is not to ignore your emotions and to ignore what goes on. And, you know, yes, we all need somewhere in order for us to talk and to discuss, Mm. but how much, what percentage of this and what percentage of the time are you using on this? Yeah. Like, you know, I like, we I really that. have to look at that. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's funny because I, you know, this to me is kind of like, you're starting to establish boundaries, right? Where, you know, and I, and I find that like just through life, you know, mm-hmm. work and life just kind of bleed into each other. Yes. And you're saying, you know what? My shift ended at three. I might let it, I might let it percolate while I'm in the car, but maybe once I pull in the driveway, mm-hmm. work stays here. Yeah, or that's you, threshold. Or that you door. might just, if something interesting happened in your day, you might discuss it with your kids, your spouse, whatever, but that's it. 
Like, it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, you come home and you're going to turn to a bitch session. Well, this person at work did this and that patient, blah, 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 blah. And next thing you know, you're going to bed. <laughs> yes. And and what and where have you, you know, had your Zen? So now right. when you go home, what's the difference between the environment at home and the environment outside of home? Right. Maybe you don't wear a bra. Maybe that's the only difference. That's the only thing. What you're just walking around, you know, <laughs> things flopping around, but you're still, <laughs> you're still- <laughs> But you are still having the same emotions. You're still having the same tension. The tension that you had outside is the same tension that you've brought inside. And then where is your level of Zen? Where is your level of, um, you know, clarity? Where can you get clarity? Where can you Mm. get that time for yourself in your mind? Where is it that your mind can look and say, oh, I can't wait until we get to this place because I know that I can be free and I can relax. And, you know where is it if you are bringing everything consistently like it's like we said once in a while of course we all need to to let it out but consistently is it every day that you have to come home and complain about something yeah then you know you have a brought where's the peace in your home yeah no I like that and you know the other thing is you know for those of you who probably you know might be working from home still or or in some type of hybrid yes you know, um, I've worked from home for like 15 years. And one mm-hmm. of the things I was adamant about, and one of the things I first read when people were, you know, starting to work from home, have a place to work. And so my office yes. is my office. I have work hours. Like people are like, I'm like, you work for yourself. I'm like, but yeah, like 630, like lights Cut. out, like <laughs> lights out 630 from time to time I will work late, but it's not, uh, consistent thing it's it's something that I like you know I decide to do something during the day yeah. and I'm I'm gonna make it up at night but it's like it's 6 30 lights out and mm-hmm. I leave the and I leave my office office absolutely and that's the thing that it says like you mentioned creating boundary you know for those who um this it was new to work from home. They can have asked and I've you know spoken to some of those ladies, and that was one of the most challenging things mm. is that everything was just there. They didn't right. have the ability. Like me, I had the ability. I'm going to a building, right? You know, rest assured the building is chaotic, there's things going on, it's right, but it wasn't you know, your emotionally, <laughs> yeah, taxing. But when I left. The building was there. I came here. But those who had to work from home, and this was the first, um, you know, time having to do that because they're used to the traditional way like I was doing it. They found such a challenge. And then there are other things that they had to do in order to have clarity and to really bring that Zen, which is one was to learn, as you mentioned, that boundary. Like my office, this is my office area. And I'm going to take a break and I'm going to take a walk. Right. And walk and, and get away from the area, Um, you know, clear my mind mm-hmm. in order for me to come back as my best self. Because when we're talking all of this, the point of me and my self-care is not so that I can say like, oh, I've set boundaries. No, it's for me to show up better. Right. Better. When I'm showing up better is because I've worked on me and I've built myself up. So now I'm no longer having like, you know, this guilt Mm. because I couldn't, because I, you know, took this time off and then now I'm going to pick my kids up at 5.30 versus five o'clock. Guess what? I needed that half an hour. I needed that half an hour to do my routine and to build myself up so that I can show up as my best self. I'm not showing up as the mom that's always angry and and annoyed, you know? So I'm showing up as my best self because because I've taken that time to myself. So this is my gift to me. <laughs> right. And my gift to you, because you're getting the best of me afterwards. Well, you know, it's funny you just said that. So, you know, I, the, so I think, you know, I'm, I'm getting inside your head, lady. So hang on. Hey. You, I hear the first person say, well, girl, I ain't got time. And hmm. you said something that I know hmm. I had to do, and I've challenged my clients to do, and I'm going to challenge everyone listening to do, take an inventory of your damn time. Mm-hmm. Because scrolling, let's talk about it. Because how many, (laughs) or just, or like, literally, like I, you know, uh, Tamara and I got on the the call and I said, oh, so in one of those days, I couldn't believe it's already four o'clock. And for me, Mm -hmm. if I don't set alarms, I would have missed this call because Mm -hmm. it was just like one of those days I was just head down, just getting stuff done. Mm -hmm. And if you were to ask me right now what I was doing, I could probably tell you two things. (laughs) 
but I've been at my desk since about 10 o'clock this morning. Right. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I had lunch. I went to the gym and I was writing a letter, but I can't tell you anything else I was doing. And so, you know, I mm-hmm. challenge. So I, my coach challenged me to every 30 minutes, write down what I was doing. Ah, taking an inventory. I like that. Taking a true inventory. And I asked, like, you know, for all of my clients who tell me, oh, girl, I'm so busy. I couldn't do whatever it was. I just mm-hmm. do that week. I'm like, all right, why don't you this week, every 30 minutes, it doesn't have to be fancy, you know, on your notes app or on a scrap piece of paper. What were you doing from nine to 10, 930? I did this from 10, to, did this. And so yes. you, so you know, so like when someone tells me they're busy, we can find the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're... so I love, I love, love, love that idea. One of the things that I've been trying to implement more is I, I'm a, um, I work overnights. So mm-hmm. I finished working this morning and, you know, I have this. Um, wonderful podcast and I'm great and we're doing this wonderful interview I have it set and I'm just like you had an alarm set but then as of late I've been working on the mind over mattress theory right (laughs) mind over mattress so and I don't know of all the ways to try to motivate myself I'm telling you that one has been doing it for me. Just really mind over mattress, this extra like, oh, I can do another 30 minutes snoozing. You know, I've worked on not snoozing. I've worked on now it's been over a year and I was a snooze queen. If anybody wanted to get that extra, <laughs> hello, <laughs> get that extra I, five minutes. <laughs> when my husband and I were dating, that was one of our like biggest fights we've ever had was over snoozing. Get up and go. <laughs> He was a get up and go. That's my um, husband. <laughs> and I have like, I set my clock. I had a clock on the wall that was 15 minutes early. I had my alarm clock by my bed. Yes. And he's like, this is hell. Like, this is absolute <laughs> hell sleeping here. I remember when my husband, because he's just an early bird and I am a night owl. And, you know, he would just get up five minutes before the alarm. He's like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, if you don't stop, because I have five more minutes. (laughs) In about 10 minutes, I'm going to give a shit about you. But right now I don't. (laughs) It was just, we're just so different. And so, but like, you know, we said for those who are leaders, those who really progress and do well and are able to help others the way we really want to help them. There are certain little characteristics that we just have to incorporate. And right. one of them is the, yeah, eliminating that snooze button. It took me a year of consistently doing it because like we said, it's, it, and it was really just a little bit at a time. Yeah. You, know, you yeah. know how you talk about that 1%? First thing was just like, I didn't have my phone right next to me or anything that I could just hit and say, oh, let me just get an right. extra thing. And even before that, what I did was understand how the body works, right? So mm-hmm. understand how the sleep cycle works. So understand that me thinking that I'm going to get, you know, an extra five minutes, it's going to just have me recharge. Right. No, because the body's it works in its 90 minute cycle. So it just right. finished its 90 minutes. You woke up and then now you are like, oh, I don't feel like getting up. I want to get an extra five minutes. The body's like, oh, OK, let's get back into that 90 minutes. You know, you go take that sleep and then five minutes into the 90 minutes, you're waking the body up. Right. I was just minutes. in my downward spiral. <laughs> yes. To this 90 minutes. So that's why you're groggy. That's why, you know, you're upset and you're upset at the alarm clock. How right. dare it? Because that 90, you know, that five minutes for, felt like 30 seconds. <laughs> it, it always does. <laughs> so understanding all that, you know, I was able to bring you know, myself to now learning how not to hit the snooze button. And then now moving from the that to the mind over mattress. And and all of these are just, we, we're talking about it because these are part of my routine that right. I've used for my self-care. Because yeah, those extra minutes, man, I hate to say it, but it does help. Yeah, <laughs> If does. you were talking to me from five years ago, I, you know, I would be so resistant. But the me today what is just like, this is so powerful. Right. So explain the mind mind over mattress for the folks here. Oh, absolutely. You know, so mind over mattress. Now, if we really think about it, what is it that we love to do? 
It's just sleep. Mm. Where are we sleeping? On our mattress. So this extra time we're snoozing, we're lying down, we're having our head and just snuggling, especially for those who live in areas where it gets extra cold. Yeah. Wind is howling on the Mm -hmm. outside. (laughs) In the winter, you're under your blankets and you're nice little warm area. Now to say to get up and go, that's just so challenging. Yes. We know that there are things that we need to get done. There are things that we want to get done in order to fulfill the goals that we have set, either for that day, for that week, for that month, you know, and, uh, you know, they said on average, it's noted that the average human beings um, sleep an extra 30 minutes more than they should. So if we really, yeah, (laughs) so I was like, oh, Lord. So, (laughs) so if we really conquer and if you if you look at that's why you have like you know the um all these books on leadership and how to achieve your goals and one of the top things that you notice in those books is really getting up when your alarm Mm. you know goes off or even before your alarm and I'm not gonna say the one about like getting up at 5 a.m because I'm not getting up at 5 a.m right at 5 a.m I'm still at work So I call it my wake up routine. And in my wake up routine, one of the things that I've incorporated is the mind over mattress. My alarm goes off. I get up and go. You know, so, yeah, I, I am no longer hitting the snooze button, no longer because that extra time or this time. And when we we it all circles back to what we started talking about. I don't have the time. I don't have the time. That's what that extra 30 minutes will provide. The time that you needed for yourself. So now, right. you know, especially as busy um, women, we're there. As soon as you wake up, what's happening? You're being bombarded. You're pulled in all these different directions right. for tasks for others. And yeah. the challenge is trying to get some time to yourself. Yeah. So that extra 30 minutes is my time to myself. I, you know, get out of bed and I do my routine that helps to power me for the day. Because I always say I want to enter into my day. I don't want my day entering into me. Yeah. Right. I, I love that. Um, because I when I first started working out consistently, uh the trainer at the time, I was working out at night and it wasn't happening consistently. You know, you know how it is. The mm-hmm. day, you know, the day just get, you know, the day is the day. It and, flows. <laughs> right. If the flows and then, you know, all it takes is like one bad thing at work and you're just like, screw it. I'm not going. I'm going mm-hmm. home. I'm too tired. Blah, blah, blah. And I remember he's like, well, what do you do in the morning? And I was like, sleep. And he's like, well, uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, well, what are you staying up late doing? You know, at this point, I was going to bed at like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And he's like, what are you he's like, what, what are you doing? Curing cancer? Like, you know, coming up you're with like, I'm busy. Right. <laughs> And I, and then I like, eventually I like, I set a bedtime. I was like, okay. And I started like, I started going to the gym at seven. I was like, okay, I'll go to the gym at seven. And now it's like, it's crept up. And so now, you know, five 30, the alarm goes off and, you know, by six 30, I'm working out. And like you said, it's like, I do it because I'm like, you know what? I did an hour of Kim before anything. Like if you're calling me at six 30 in the morning, you better need an organ or you're in jail. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it's 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 my time and it's like I can take my time, I can ease into my day without having to like this pressure of it's the evening, I'm hungry, the gym's busy, blah 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 blah. Yes, yes, it's full. I can't bother. Oh, this person's on this machine. Right. I don't have time. You know, we we have we come up with a all, lot. All the excuses, you know, if there's an excuse, I've invented it, I've used it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome and, to my world yeah I know about that <laughs> but I, I like that and um I don't know are you familiar with Mel Robbins oh I love Mel Robbins right the high so, five Mel <laughs> yeah, yeah. High five that's Mel. what actually and that's where I got the the um getting rid my, of the snooze button yeah from from her and the you know and what she said, like, the first thing is putting the phone across the room. Right. She put her phone in her bathroom. In uh, her bathroom. Yeah. Mine is across the room. And, you know, if at the time, I wasn't the one to try to trust me. If I got up. Yes. I, uh, I yeah. was not going to w- walk away or over across the room to turn off that alarm. I would probably try to, you know, learn to, to sleep through it. You're like, <laughs> so, is, there, is there a remote? <laughs> exactly. It was like. <laughs> you know, and 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 that was my mind, and and yeah, Mel, and that goes along 
with, you know, another thing is this, there are others out there who have done it. You yeah. can help and use some of the skills and some of the techniques that they've used and incorporate it in your life. Me listening to that um, Mel Robbins podcast and her interviews and her talking about the um, really stopping and getting rid of the snooze button and the five, four, three, two, one up, getting up in the morning, that helped me. Now, yeah. this mind over mattress, I get I got that one from Terry Seville Foy. Mind over mattress. So, you know, interestingly, she was talking about like her when her dad wanted to go into ministry, wanted to read, um, you know, the Bible. He hadn't done so. And right. he got up and he was in bed. Next thing you knew, he was he fell asleep and he's just like, well, this can't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so and that's how the mind over mattress like, OK, get up and get out. Yeah. to get things done. So you incorporate things that you've learned from others, you put it and you place it strategically within your life to help yeah. and advance yourself. Yeah, there's a um a saying uh Bruce Lee. He mm-hmm. is like take what you need, leave the rest. And I think so yes. ma- it, it nowadays there's so much information. So yes. many, you know, people are like um your morning routine and like 400 steps to your morning routine (laughs) your evening evening routine your 400 steps and I'm like you know sure read that great fabulous Mm -hmm. but maybe there's like two things like there's certain things I'm just not gonna do (laughs) (laughs) I love it's just not gonna happen I'm not gonna do it but there are certain things that I'm like you know what like for me like that I started you know during COVID I used to always read for uh, development, my business, you know, never read for pleasure. And during mm-hmm. COVID, I was like, I had shit else to do. And I started reading for pleasure. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Try to not try to stop me from reading for pleasure. And now I've, I pretty much read a pleasure book every two weeks. I'm just kind yes. of plowing through books. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, other people are like, oh, at night, you must, you know, put on eye cream and do this and do this. And do this. I'm like, no, I wash my face and I read, I read my book for, for at least 20 minutes. Like that's, that's yes. my, like my closure of the day. So it's yes. like my, my sun up is the workout and my sunset is the book. And so it's like a bookend Powerful. pleasure on either end. Now for many people, like, you know, like they're like that, that might not, might not be there for you. Maybe you mm-hmm. in the middle of the afternoon, you watch a Hallmark movie. Great. Whatever the beauty of it, it's yeah. individualized, right? Because it's to help you, and that's why it's called self care. You know, it's self care because it's an individualized process that you incorporate in your life to build yourself, and most importantly, to make you feel like the you you know you should be. A lot of us get lost throughout the day. We got yes. look, look at when we talked about this, even when we introduce ourselves. When we introduce ourselves, we have title, 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 title. Now, um, you know, amongst all that title, where was that person before all these titles came about? Because we get lost throughout the years. And right. when you do something like that, you're like, man, when was the last time mm. I read a book for pleasure? I used to love reading yeah. books for pleasure. And then you went back to it. And now, so you've gotten back to the essence of who you are. Right. And that was, a that was like, I, uh, you know, we had nothing else to do. So I had a couple of books that like literally were sitting on my nightstand and I started reading them. And I was like, you know, mm. I'm like, I really miss reading. Yes. And it was just a way, especially, you know, given the state of the world, it was just a mm-hmm. way to just escape. Escape. And it's the, it goes right back to what we talked at the beginning. You stop bringing all that in and right. you created your own world. Yeah. You know, your world, your your sanctuary, your Zen space, right. which is the biggest one is what in your mind. You created yeah. that, that area of peace. Like you said, you had your sun up and your sun down. Love it. Yeah. And so, you know, the things that I'm taking from you and I'm hoping that, you know, everyone listening here is taking is that there's no ideal scenario here. Absolutely. You know, I, and, I, and I've shared this example with my audience before is that um, one of my good friends, um, she hides from her kids. She puts she locks herself in a pantry for 15 minutes and she sets up an egg timer and she says, don't talk to me for 15 minutes. Ooh, I like that. And she just like sits in her pantry and that's just her like Zen space. Her time. Like she's just like, 
sometimes I meditate. Sometimes I'm just like, no one's calling my name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's how, that's what self-care looks like for her. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I love that she has found a way to make it for her. And then the kids now, they understand like, oh, mommy is there. And you know, you know how the kids are just there looking right. at their clock timer, like, just waiting right. for it. To- I'm, sure, I'm sure they're like, Okay. And then as soon as it goes off, I'm pretty sure it's mine. I'm sure there's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But at that time, she has created this time for her. And you notice that her space and her time that she needs, even like you said, to meditate, to just not get um, your name called, you know, just to just have some time to yourself to think like, wow, I love. And the thing about that I love about what she's doing is that it doesn't negate the fact that she loves her family. She just needs to create time for herself so that she can be there for her family. Right. right? So how much better is she showing up after she's given herself 15 minutes out of a 24 hour period? Yeah. 15 minutes just for herself. Now, some people might look at that and, you know, get into negative veil. Well, I can't yeah. believe she's ignoring her kids. And I can't. No, I am ecstatic that she's given herself time so that she is there for her kids. Like we have all been there when we can't even think because every two breaths you hear mom, mom. And you're like, I want to finish this sentence can't finish the sentence. Right. Can I brush my the, teeth? Can I take a shower? Like, can't without do you being anything. like, mom, 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 mom. <laughs> yes. And so at one point, she has created within her family them understanding that mommy needs a little time. So I bet you that some of the younger kids are probably like, okay, mommy's in her little time space and will create and give her that space. And they have learned to respect that. And so when mom comes out, mom's, you know, now a new attitude, a new way of looking at things. And it's all because she created some time for herself. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, and I also hear, you know, some of my newer moms, you know, working out you know, the, the mom guilt of like, you know, oh, yes. I, I work all day and, you know, then I'm trying to go to, you know, take a spin class at night and, you know, putting them yet from daycare to daycare at the gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they have that like guilt. And I was like, an hour, two or three days a week. Like, how is that horrible? Yes. Yes. And, and you know what? The kids are probably excited that they get to go to this fancy place right? and meet other kids. But we within ourselves, our mind, our mind opens up and our egos, you know, it just says that we should be. If you think about it, your yeah. statement probably starts out by saying, I can't believe you mm. fill in the blank. Right. You should be right. fill in the blank. And it's like, no, that's not, that's not that. And we have to really work. And that's one of the ways, the reasons why I love that you, you know, say that this mom took the time out because she worked on her mind. Right. It all starts there. Our minds can either help to build us or it can help to break us. Now, as people, we're human beings. Human beings were flawed by nature Mm. and we learn you know, from whatever mistakes that we made, we course correct and then we move on. We can't wallow in the mistakes. Now, when we are putting together a life that we would love and we want to, you know, to be life of productivity or even a life of health and fitness, right? Like, you know, fit girl. (laughs) Right. So if you really think about it, this mom that has taken the three hours a week, you know, exactly. to herself so that she can, she's not taking the three hours a week to ignore her kids. She's doing that so she can be there for them in the long run. She's right. incorporating that for her health. Right. And so I think, you know, so many of us, we're very quick to go to the negative. We're very quick to be like, oh, this is horrible. This is bad. Where we don't flip it and say, you know what? I'm role modeling to my kids health because it's like you know and the importance of it right you work in the medical field Mm -hmm. no one's getting skinnier 
Mm-mm, not even me, girl. The pandemic did me in too. Right. So we're all working. <laughs> right. No one's getting skinnier. Mm-hmm. And so if we start to, and I, and if you look at like you know like our parents' generation started, you know, kind of sort of working out. And it's like our generation, it's just what we do. So it's like we have to keep demonstrating down that working out isn't this luxury thing that only, you know, ladies who lunch do. Right. Right. Lunch in the daytime. Right. You know, it's a part. Absolutely. It's it's a part. One of the things that I loved was when my now um, three year old boss um, started to use the word. It says, mom are you exercising? And I'm like, I love that he has that vocabulary word. Because he's able to see Mm -hmm. that's what mom does. And then Mm -hmm. eventually he might be like, I'm going to join you. Oh yeah, which he does. (laughs) Right. And you know, but it's good because it's a part, like we said, we've broken that, you know, cycle where exercise is considered that luxury. It's just now a part of you of what of what you do and you mm-hmm. know as a as a coach I mean I've you know I've coached girls who didn't have any babies so now they have like three or four kids and mm-hmm. it's really nice to see that they're incorporating their kids into the the workout so that they like the kids know like this is what you do and mm-hmm. you know they're bringing weights to the mom and you know they're they're doing their yes. crazy push-ups but yes <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. And and it's so important too. And I, um, you know, as we go through all these phases that, and I saw you had like a lovely episode. So, but you're not 30 no more. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's, and it's and we, that we love our bodies through this process. Yeah. You it, know, we're trying to be healthy and stuff, but I love that we're, you know, loving our bodies and we're thanking our bodies for all that's doing for us. Right. It's getting us through. Yeah. No, I, you know, you've said a couple of things that I, I, I think as you're listening, you know, you know me, I take notes all the time. So I, you know, kind of like I, I broke it down into the one, two, three, four, the five B's that we need to give up our busy badges. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to figure out if what we're doing is breaking us or building us. Mm-hmm. And then we have to start to build resilience around our boundaries, being okay that I, I, if I said, if my shift is over at three and unless someone's bleeding on the table, I'm leaving at three mm-hmm. <laughs> and being okay with that. Um, and then also just blocking out the excess noise, right? You know, sometimes, you know, we all have those people in our lives that bring the drama. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and you know just saying you know what I don't have time for that anymore or Absolutely. you know or saying you know what I got 15 minutes for you to just spew and then we're going to put it in a, a put it in a pot and we're going to walk away and we're going to walk away absolutely absolutely you, you know those 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 five b's are additional building blocks you know yeah. in order to really um, find the essence of you to yes. get to that space where you can be at your best right. for yourself and for those around you. So I love it. I didn't yeah. realize I was that wise, but you, you are that wise. You are that wise. That's why you're. That's why you're on this podcast, right? I need wise people. I got. I so- exactly the wise counsel that's really helping us because right. we all bring something to the table. You know. You know. In jest, I know we laugh a lot, and you know this is a great conversation. And this is doc. This is Doctor Beckford here, like this person right. who's laughing, chilling, and so on. This is the essence of who I am, and you know right. so. And this everyone, is just me. Right. And everyone <laughs> knows, like, for me, I'm like, you have to have humor in your life. Like, if you mm-hmm. do not laugh at yourself, then why live? Like, I laugh at myself every damn day. Oh, because, yeah. Trust me. I do some stuff that I'm like, oh, well, I just did that again. Ooh, here I go. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, people who are, you know, around me all the time, like, oh, that's just Kim. Like, she's she's going to do something. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you have to laugh at yourself. But I also like that, you know, you've said, and I say it regularly, give yourself grace. Like you didn't arrive at the mind over mattress. You know, you Mm -hmm. were like, 
how do I just jumpstart my day? Mm-hmm. And it's not like for four snoozes before I lay in bed. I'm like, I could probably do some things right now. Or I could just right. Yes. Yes. No, it is, this is really, like you said, this is not something that just came naturally. And this is something that is two years in the making. Yeah. You know, two years. So, and as with every habit that you build, like, you know, a habit, it takes that 1% change mm. and it accumulates. Yes. You know, it's accruing its interest, that 1%, and then it turns into a part of just who you are. But if I, five years ago, you told me like, oh, you just need to just get up. Uh, d- don't you think I know this? Right. <laughs> yeah, don't you think? I just... And then at that point, what would I have told you? I just can't do it. But then right. I learned how to not say I can't and more to say, well, how can I? Well, what are some ways for me to incorporate it? And that's when I started with these small techniques. Like, you know, I listen to those who are doing it. And which one, like you, you mentioned, just like Bruce Lee said, you take what you can, incorporate it, and then you dump the rest. Like, I'm not going to be able to do your five million you know, wake up routine. Do, do, right. do, do, do. No. And these, I can't do it or I can't do it right now. But what right. I can do right now is incorporate that one particular thing. Cause that spoke to me. Right. And then, yeah. you know, and then, so I took that from them and then I'm listening to someone else and right. I said, okay, wow, I can incorporate that because that spoke to me. So right. those, when I'm talking about the you know, I know Mel Robbins has a five, four, three, two, one, jump right. up. Like I am not saying five, four, three, two, one, but what I did incorporate from Mel Robbins technique is putting my phone across the room. Cause that's, yeah, no. And it's funny. I Everything you said there, it's like, sure. You can take that laundry list of things and what feels, what feels like you, are you drawn to like what feels yes. challenging, but doable for you? Right. Like mm-hmm. I am. I'm never going to climb Everest. That just is never going to pique my interest. But if you're like, do you want to go for a hike? Uh, I could go for a hike. That sounds good. Right. But Everest, I'm good. I'm full. (laughs) Uh, So it's like, you kind of have to like pick and choose, but also acknowledge that like, you know, like you said, five years ago, someone said, get, you know, put your phone across the room. You're like, you know what? I'm not ready for that. That's a little bit too much for me right now. And acknowledge that versus what... I normally hear is like, I don't have time. I can't do that, you know, and, mm-hmm. or, you know, I got insert whatever the experience. I, yeah. Because I, because of the, all these laundry list, laundry list, laundry list of tasks, tasks, yeah, tasks yeah, yeah, yeah. that won't work for me. Right. Or, you know, I just can't get myself to bed. And, you know, it's like, can you not get yourself to bed or do you choose not to get yourself to bed? And if mm-hmm. you can choose that and own it, Great. Own your shit. If you say, you know what, I'm a night owl and I like to stay up. Great. But you can't complain about why you're not getting up in the morning. Exactly. You really do have to own. If if you're, if you have a character, you know, that a characteristic, I don't want to say flaw because it's just a characteristic that you would like to change. It's not a flaw. It's just the essence of you, but you'd like to change it to something else. And you're not ready, yeah. then you're not ready. And right? it's okay. It just, but just acknowledge, acknowledge it. <laughs> know that, like, it, it's kind of like someday I want to own, you know, a house or go on a luxury vacation someplace and put it on your wish list. And so that it's just out there so that in my mind, I might start stirring ways that it can become possible for me. But it doesn't have to, if I'm a night owl and I want to try my best to to get my ass to bed before, you know, a crazy hour time. If I'm like in my head, I'm like a night owl. I'm like, I stay up till 11. I'm like, I'm like living on the edge. (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) I'm a true night owl. And that's why I work nights. (laughs) I know. And I laugh because I used to work at a hotel and like Mm -hmm. once a quarter, I used to have to do the overnight shift. and. I was like, I would, I was, I was good until about three and around three, I was like, 
listen, you just gonna have to figure this out yourself. Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, and like the, you know, the night shift, just like you, they're like, she's like, I love it. She's like, you know, by, you know, she's like, she would get in at 11. She's like, by like one o'clock, you know, everyone's in bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no one's bothering me. She's like, I can go heads down. If it's, if it's a quiet night, I could read a book. She's just like, I love it. And I was like, you know, and we were busy from 11 to three doing, doing the the overnight mm-hmm. stuff. And at three o'clock came and I was like, all right, well, we're done. And I got to be here till seven. And I was just like, <laughs> longest four hours ever. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh my. And she's like, well, she goes, the papers come around. 4 30 I was like I'll do it like literally I was like I need something because I was gonna crawl in a corner and just go to bed oh my gosh no we we all like you know have certain characteristics you know and for me yes I am a night owl and 2 a.m all my ideas are flowing oh you don't want (laughs) right and I laugh because it's like you know for a night owl for me to say like you know what I typically get up every day between like six and seven, like naturally. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, I just lay in bed. I'm like, hmm, am I tired? I'm like, no, I'm going to get up now. And yes. Yes. It's, it's, and that's the discipline that's challenging because as a night owl, I use that excuse for the days that I need to get up. And for many, many years, like, I work nights. I can't get up in the morning. Right. I can't get up, you know, but you know what? There are certain things that I've noticed within my life and I've acknowledged it, right? Okay, I can't get up in the morning because I'm a night owl and I'm just, you know, really tired. So this is barring that I've now, you know, I am a night owl, but I went to bed at a regular time right? and and need to wake up in the morning to, you know, start my day as a, a day, a day walker, right. <laughs> as opposed to the night worker that I am on an actual basis. But, you know, it's just like, there are many times that I used to sleep that time away. And I'll just right. be very honest, many, many, many years. Yeah. But then why? Because I tell myself, I can't get up. I work nights and I'm just super tired at it all. But then there are certain times when even during that, those same um, periods of times when I would get up early to do other things, such as right. I always like getting the first flight out. So I'm yeah. at the airport at 4 a.m. So I could get up to right. get to the airport for the 6 a.m. flight, but I can't get up to do the other things because I'm just too tired. So when I really start to look at myself and I recognize like, wow, I'm making excuses and I'm picking and choosing. You know, so that's what right. it is, as you mentioned in your podcast, it's not that you can't do it. It's just that you choose not to do it. Exactly. And, <laughs> you know, and we have to own our shit. You know, it's like, I, yes. I choose not to, I choose not to climb Everest. <laughs> but exactly. It's not that we can't, we just choose not. To. I choose not to. And, and maybe you say to yourself, you know, what? I choose, you know, maybe you are working towards this mind of our mattress thing. Maybe you are working to, towards the five second rule and you're like, like you said, you kind of like chipped away at it. So it might be, you know, if you, however long you stay up, like, so maybe I stay up to two, three in the morning every mm-hmm. day. So like, all right, I'm going to set a bedtime so that it's 2 a.m. I'm in bed. And then mm-hmm. it becomes 1.45. Then it becomes two o'clock. So that eventually you start chipping your way back. And so then mm-hmm. on the other side, you're like, I'm going to get up 15 minutes early and mm-hmm. do whatever that and you would do in those 15 minutes. so that eventually you kind of get to your like equilibrium point but it's like you know where you were you were like you just kind of like acknowledge like you know what look look at me like I didn't really like try to muscle my way to this mind of a mattress it was just this like little drip every single yes. day mm-hmm. it was it was absolutely that a drip every single day and then you know if there were days that my mind because as you mentioned too you know, in your podcast is that our minds don't want to change. No, it, it, it is the perpetual two year old having mm-hmm. its temper tantrum. Yeah. So when you're trying to incorporate change, if you understand how the mind works, you'll understand why it feels so challenging at the beginning. But eventually, just like the two year old will wrestle, wrestle, wrestle with you, and then eventually will fall asleep and just acquiesce such similarity occurs with our minds so when we're trying to incorporate those changes your mind is just say 
man, maybe you should just get up and hit that snooze button. Five more minutes won't be that bad. Right, exactly. I'm stressing. You know, we've been able to get through this all in the past, but we've done it before and done the extra five minutes of snooze, but you felt better, right? Right. And it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> right. You, you know? That's your justification, like, going off. Absolutely. Your mind, that conscious, subconscious is just, you know, talking, talking, talking. But then when you overpower it and you get up and you consistently get up and says, you know what? Even though I'm tired and I'm dragging myself to the bathroom, you know, I didn't hit that snooze button. I'm continuing to just try this. Two, three weeks passes by. You're like, oh, wow, I actually got this done. Four weeks. Wow, this is five weeks. By the time you hit a couple months, you even forgot that you had to challenge yourself to get up out of bed because now it's just a part of your routine. Right. And but also, you know, as as we're talking here, that know that it's not going to be this smooth process, right? Oh, no. You are going to have some setbacks and mm-hmm. own it, right? You know, it's like I, I always, um, I'm such a big fan of CSI. And it's like your CSI, you're like, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. so that you know what the obstacle is. And maybe exactly. you already know some of your obstacles. Maybe you like know that, hey, maybe like one night you're going to go for breakfast after work. You're like, you know, mm-hmm. what? I'm not even going to try to get up early. Yeah. Or, or, you know, maybe you have, um, you know, you're going out that night. You're like, I'm not even going to try to get up early the next day because that's stupid. Exactly. Exactly. And the goal, too, is not always to get up early. The goal is to get up with your alarm. Yeah. So uh, whatever it is that you set is because that's what you're training yourself. You're training yourself to get up with your alarm. So whatever time that you've set that alarm, because as and I love that you mentioned that that, you know, maybe you're hanging out with your friends that night, the next day, you know, you're not gonna just like, oh, I'm just gonna sleep my day away because you have set tasks to do. Like at right. 10 a.m., you need to be at a particular um, place. So you know that I'm going to sleep all the way up until 8. But you set your alarm till 8. So no, 8 o'clock comes, ah, uh, 8.05, 8, 8.10, 8.15. Right. You're training yourself. If it's something that you took a, a nap in the middle of the day, which I'm a fan of, because like I said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of naps. You've taken that nap, you know, that 30-minute nap. You've set your alarm. You get up. Right. The goal is for you to train yourself to get up with the alarm that you've set because you set the alarm for a reason. You knew that that particular time is the time you needed to get up to do whatever it is that you have chosen to do to, to accomplish the goals that you've set for that period of time. And so that's your promise to yourself so that you can get those goals accomplished. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, and I and I love that. And this has just been like such a fabulous conversation and I hope that you know as many takeaways as I've taken away you've done the same you've done the same thing and so the one thing I ask every single person as I close out my podcast is what makes you feel magical what makes me feel magical it's a great question I think my magic comes in it's and I've written this down recently. It's really, it's come from within and being able to give without, like throughout, I should say. So my magic is inside. And one of my Zen that I've recognized is that I have this really nice ability to make people feel at ease very quickly. I love and that. with that, I'm able to motivate um, others because I'm able to hit them at the core. And this mm-hmm. is a beautiful gift that I did not realize I had until I tracked another retrospective analysis of my life. And that's why I probably do emergency medicine Uh as my practice. Because if you think you come to the ER, you're anxious, you're nervous, you're angry. And as an ER doctor, I have to get into the essence of you and connect with you within a very short period of time and then bring you at ease. And so I've recognized that that's, my magic and that's what makes me spark i absolutely love that i absolutely love that and you're right because in the er like you don't have that much time with with patients and you know many of them are coming in with 
you know, one, they've been sitting probably for a mm-hmm. while. So they're not exactly the friendliest mood. And then you mm-hmm. have to kind of assess triage and then shuttle them to the next stop. Mm-hmm. And you have to connect with someone to do that. If you right. think about it, you're coming in, I'm a stranger. Oh, and I'm absolutely. about to ask you for, I'm going to ask you your deepest, darkest secrets. Right. What would make you want to tell me that? I have yeah. to connect with you in order right. for that to happen. And I need that information so that I can give you the best care. So I, I've come to recognize. So that's how that is what drew me. And I'm recognizing it's a powerful way that I, that brought me to emergency medicine. And then that same personality is what I've been able to use outside of the ER because I just love people. Awesome. Awesome. I absolutely love that. And this has been such a great conversation. And, you know, my goal is to bring relatable people here Mm -hmm. and everything you said is so relatable, you know, so that if you're, if you live that busy badge life, you can think to yourself, like, what are some of the ways that I can bring in a little bit of this so I can have my Zen time. And Mm -hmm. even if it's 15 minutes, even if it's just a car ride home, how do I create that resilience that I need? And so I absolutely will have loved all the little tips that you've given along this conversation. Thank you so much. I hope that we're able to help all you ladies out there. And, you know, you can always connect with us if you need some more tips. Right. So <laughs> with that said, where can they find you on the socials? Absolutely. So you can find me on LinkedIn as Tamara Beckford or Dr. Tamara Beckford. I'm also on all the other social media platforms as Your Caring Docs, which is U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S. Your Caring Docs. So that's on your Instagram um, and on Facebook. And Facebook also, you can connect with me at um, Tamara Beckford. So that's T-A-M-A-R-A Beckford, B as in boy, E-C-K-F-O-R-D. My main platform, though, is LinkedIn, where you'll get a lot of my little tidbits that I put out there. Awesome. 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 And again, thank you so much for taking the time with us this afternoon. My pleasure. I had a wonderful time. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.